I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. <laughs> Today we are uh, doing Acts chapter 8. And I'm, I will be reading again from the NIV. And I will start at verse 1, even though we read it yesterday. Just, just, just because. Seems right. Sure. <laughs> okay. So verse 1. And Saul was there giving approval to his death. If you, were, if you listen to the last um, chapter, that's in reference to Stephen's death. Yeah. Steve. Stephen. Steph? <laughs> well, if you shorten it, it would be Steve, but not many people do that. So Stephen yeah. had uh, given a harsh rebuttal, not rebuttal, testimony, and then was attacked by a mob, and uh, that's where we're at right now. Here we go. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the Church of Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Yeah, so the, uh, the speech that Stephen had was not something that just triggered momentary rage. Where they got done and they said, oh, we should have done that. It really sparked a, a movement that these people are dangerous. The Why is Saul take it so... Like, Saul's not a Jew. It seemed like the... Yes, he is. Yeah, but he's Roman. He's he's a Roman citizen. Oh, because he, he was Because he was born in... Tarsus. But he's of Jewish from heritage. Jewish heritage. Okay. He's from the tribe of Benjamin. Mm-hmm. He makes that uh, he makes that argument in oh I forget which book where he talks to them and says, If there's anybody that can claim the heritage of being Jewish, it's me. That's right, that's right. I don't know why I blanked out on that. It's very it's okay. early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but and again, as we said earlier, he's uh, Pharisee, he was trained under Gamaliel, who was mentioned earlier as someone that the other Jewish officials all listened to. A very wise and learned uh, rabbi at that time, who historians of the church talk about later on. Famous historian named Josephus, I know, talks about him. But anyway, so. Okay. Well, big movement. To, to stop all of these Christians in a, one of the first great dispersions of the people. Right. All right. Verse 4, Philip in Samaria. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs that he did, they all played, paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Uh, Verse 9, Simon the sorcerer. 
Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people in Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave, them, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is the divine power known as the great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. Um, before I finish that question, um, mm-hmm. what in verse 10... This man is the divine power known as the great power. Are they saying that they think he's God? Or is this just like a, like he's another God, like a false God, or he's a prophet, or what, what does, uh, how does that translate? It's, uh, this one is, uh, is the power of God the, the thing being called great so it is not the one true God it is not the God of the Bible the Samaritans are interesting because they they were people that during the Babylonian captivity when most of the Jewish people got brought out from the divided kingdom the Babylonians, there was a big plague and there was a lot of bad things going on. In fact, I think there was like a Stephen Kings that a whole bunch of lions started coming in. And Nebuchadnezzar at that time said that there must be something wrong. We need to put the gods of this area back there to satisfy this land. Because that's really the way that paganism views things is that there are gods of certain areas. There's gods of the mountains. There's gods of the valleys. There's gods of certain places. So they sent back a number of Jewish people to teach them. And you had people with lots of different pagan religions. And then the Jewish people forced to live together. And it created this kind of syncretism where multiple religions are together. And because of that, you have this sorcery going on. So something similar to that, uh, there is, why am I completely blanking on, New Orleans type. Voodoo? Voodoo, yeah. Sometimes there's some Christianity elements in that. In a lot of South American cultures, there's also a lot of syncretism in some of the villages because the missionaries came through and preached this message, but then the, the religions of the past were there. Hmm. But anyway, so they're they're praying to demonic or different forces, and the people, when they see Phillips, they realize, wow, this is something much greater, and Philip brought the word, which is able to change people's hearts. It's not just, okay, I'm going to follow the person that looks to be the most powerful. It's the power of the gospel changes hearts to believe that Philip is more powerful so, people believed and followed him. Okay. That was a longer answer than probably you wanted. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? I thought when you are baptized, the Holy Spirit comes in your heart, gives you faith. He does. They are talking here about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So this would be, in the early Christian church, many different gifts were given to the people, such as speaking in tongues or healing. Hmm. And at this time, they were not... So everybody would get those not everybody, gifts. not everybody. It, again, they're gifts. So some people gets the get get these gifts, and other people don't. Just like the gifts that we have in our lives, right? So but it's just weird that they hear the word of God, they're baptized, and then they're saying they don't have the gifts. I need to think about that for a minute. I'm going to keep reading because sometimes the answers are as you continue to read. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So now I'm on verse 18. So 8 verse 18. When Simon saw that the spirit was given at the laying of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. So this is Simon the sorcerer. Who said that? Mm-hmm. Former sorcerer. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. When they had testified and proclaimed the word of the Lord, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. So, Simon was a sorcerer. Mm -hmm. Then he listened to the word of God and he wanted to be baptized, but he still was wanting power, fame, or something for himself. He wanted to be the one who could hand out gifts, basically. Yeah, so. Am I reading that right? Yeah, I'm backpedaling a little bit on my first assessment that all of them had faith. It seems that some of them were baptized only because they saw that Philip was more powerful than Simon. So they didn't have true faith. They're just kind of like. They said, oh, wow, that's powerful. Okay. I want to be on that God's good side. What do we have to do? Be baptized. Mm -hmm. So faith isn't just fear. Mm -hmm. Faith is believing in the promises that God makes to us. Right. And... So they maybe weren't genuinely coming to God because they trusted his promise of salvation. What does it say? Why did they send Peter and John to them? Mm -hmm. Let me go back. It says, 
When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Well, that makes it sound like they did listen to the word of God. They did have faith. Yeah. Yeah, there there are parts in the Bible that are very easy to understand. There are other parts that you have to wrestle with. And this is one that I don't want to say anything out of turn without looking at it a little bit closer and wrestling with this. It's very clear in the Bible that faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And that the power of the Holy Spirit is to create and strengthen faith in our hearts. So when you hear about the gift of the Holy Spirit, there are times when it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit being these speaking in tongues or healings or different things like that. But so in the notes in the... Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. In the notes in the Bible that I have in my Concordia Self-Study Bible, um, under accepted the word of God, verse 14, um, it says they believed the gospel proclaimed by Philip and the Jerusalem church assumed the responsibility of inspecting new evangelistic efforts and the community of believers they produced. So that's why they were going, just kind of like to check on it and make Hmm. sure everything was good. Not because something was necessarily lacking or they didn't think they had Does that have a note about 15? No. Because 15 is the real one that but it does say for verse 16 um, about the Holy Spirit not yet come on any of them. Since the day of Pentecost, those who belong to Christ have also also have the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit had not yet been made manifest to the Christians in Samaria by the usual signs. The deficiency was now graciously supplied. Hmm. So that was... Says. Yeah, more to my first point. Yeah. So... Well, we do that too in our church as well with fellowship. If there's a group of believers that believes our message, which has happened in many places throughout the world, throughout the internet, they find the teachings of our church and say, we want to be trained by you. We like the way that you state the Bible. It seems to be right to us. We send over learned men from our circles and they inspect the people's beliefs and teachings so that we can be in fellowship with them and serve God together. Hmm. So. Okay. Anyway. Next section. Yeah. Uh, Philip and the Ethiopian, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south on the road, the desert road that goes for down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out on his way. He met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of Ethiopians, queen of the Ethiopians. The man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he asked, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up with him, or come up and sit with him. 
The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants, for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Caesarea? Caesarea. Caesarea. Okay. Lots of questions here. Okay. What exactly is a eunuch? A eunuch is someone that would be in the service to usually the queen that would not be able to reproduce okay, because, that's what I of, because of you know, to take this position of authority they would have had well been castrated basically that's what i thought i don't know why i remember hearing about eunuchs and then whenever this is like brought this story is brought up people are just like yep yeah, Phil or you know this Ethiopian eunuch and they kind of brush by and i'm like this is the same kind of eunuch that mm-hmm. they talk about in different courts uh, like it's a like a royal position right like you yeah you're saying well i don't i don't know a, a lot about eunuchs you know i don't like why you would be like you're dedicating your life to something so you're going to remove this part of your life again to be i dedicated. don't know a lot about it what i'm confused by it what too. it seems to me and this is just speculation because i really don't have like a, a source to go back to that if you were in service to the queen that this would take place so that there would be no relations between you and the queen so rather than because the kings had a lot more power at that time mm-hmm. so it would be more of a if you're going to be around my wife this is not going to happen any bad relationships okay it could be it could also just be a full commitment to your position of authority but this eunuch was more than just a bodyguard i mean he is traveling in a chariot well, he's, he's in charge of the treasury so he's like yeah he's the treasurer of a a country yeah. so um i think it's a little weird that it says go near the chariot and stay near it so i don't know much about the speed of horses or whatever's pulling this chariot but philip's just walking he's just like 
I picture him like speed walking next to the chariot, like, <laughs> trying to keep up while while they're like pulling him. But then I'm, if he's the treasurer, he's probably got more. He's probably got his own bodyguards. So there's probably someone driving the chariot, other guards on horses around the chariot. And what do they think when they just see this like random speed walker like trying to keep up with this chariot? And then he's eavesdropping and he like yells in like, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And then no come on in here and like explain it to me i mean like to me picturing that happening today like the head of the u.s department of treasury being in a limo and someone just like hey do you understand what you're reading no why don't you hop in here with me like i think we that's just not i think your view of all of this is a little bit anachronistic (laughs) the no the so a chariot at that time it's just Again, I don't know a lot about <laughs> chariots at that time, but I don't think it. This is a, a coach limo that they're making. Well, he's I important. just think it's it, it, it's a, a chariot. It's mm-hmm. a cart that's carrying him. And the roads, while the Romans built good roads, these horses still were not at a sprint if they're going hundreds and hundreds of miles. The Okay, maybe not like speed walking, but it's no. But the horse could just be walking, and if the roads weren't great, they're not going to be going quickly because it's not like they have great shocks. Okay, take away the speed walking part. Still, it's just a random guy. And yeah, but there would have been lots of people walking back and forth on this road. It's not like a car and a pedestrian. It's, it's, basically, uh, a slow moving rickshaw with people walking around that's okay. the picture i have in my oh, head so you're you're walking by and you see oh that guy's reading isaiah and you know what you're reading there because they might be walking at a similar pace but you still think there'd be some level of security where they'd there be like could be. let's not just let any person ride in the chariot of the assistant to the queen well, like, must be a larger rickshaw to have two people put in there but <laughs> now you got me like maybe not a rickshaw. Like again rickshaws. i don't these are the images that i have in my oh, head mine and are i don't different, and i guess that's that's why i was like thought it was a little weird because i picture because you know he is a treasure he's well dressed he's in a fancier sort of chariot i mean not like a closed coach like you know, Cinderella or something, but, like, you know, something fancy. And uh, then just picking up hitchhikers doesn't seem like the sort of thing someone from a different country would uh, take a risk on, you know? Picking up hitchhikers, though, was done very regularly okay. until 20 years ago, <laughs> maybe four, 30 years down. ago. <laughs> yeah, but okay. you think of okay. lots of these different, anyway... We're a little bit off this track is, talking I about just, hitchhikers. Yeah. Okay. The so point is that he trusting, did get picked up. Maybe that's a sign. Either this was commonly done or it wasn't commonly done. And this is a kind of like, oh, well, this and the Ethiopian qu- could tell that this is a, an important person and, and that he didn't view him as a random hitchhiker. He said, yeah, you can get in. I trust you. Maybe that's a sign that Philip has, you know spoke I mean it doesn't tell us what else he said well, and he also asked help. him do you understand what you're reading 
And there is most definitely more dialogue that takes yeah. place that's not recorded here. Right. So. Okay. And then, um, yeah, the, the part he's reading from Isaiah. Well, he'd gone down to Jerusalem to worship, so we know he's already Jewish. He's Jewish, even though he's from or he's serving in Ethiopia. I guess it doesn't say well it does say he's an Ethiopian eunuch. Never mind. So he's an Ethiopian and he has faith and he was all there worshiping. And um then he's hasn't quite heard about everything and Philip falls him in. So Mm-hmm. We Anything else you want to say about that? We'll pick up with chapter 9 tomorrow. I mean, I guess I've heard the story so much, I don't have too many questions about it. No, I think that's a fine place to stop. And we know this eunuch carries the word back. So, well, our girls are getting up. So we will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.